Hello, it is Tuesday, October 6th. I am Trent Reinsmith, and this is the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. Today's topics is Al Jermaine Sterling about to lose his not-promised title shot on Saturday. That could happen, and if it does, Sterling has probably three options. What's up with Leon Edwards? His options are limited, and he's on the verge of becoming the he'll-call-us-when-he's-ready-to-fight guy. Is Dana White really going to try and book Habib Nurmagomedov versus Tony Ferguson a sixth time? And I say, you know what? Book the Cowboy Oliveira versus Hamzat Shemaya fight. Why not? And uh, if I refer to Cowboy Oliveira in this as Charles Oliveira, I apologize. But I think I did at least once. So my apologies in advance. Now, on with the show. There are some crazy times going on in the UFC bantamweight division these days. By now, I'm sure many people expected that the Peter Yan and Aljamain Sterling fight would be set, booked, ready to roll. We'd have a date, we'd have a location. Instead, we have nothing. Nothing. We have a vague promise, and I I don't think the word promise is the correct word. We have a vague indication from Dana White that Sterling is is going to be the next person to fight Jan for the title, but the fight that's coming up on Saturday between Corey Sandhagen and Marlon Marias, I think that one has a possibility of ruining Sterling's party. Now, I think Sterling should be the, the Jan's first title defense, but this has dragged on so long and I don't understand what the issue is. All I can think of is perhaps it dates back to when Sterling tested free agency and I think that was in 2016. So this could be kind of a message from White to Sterling and to other fighters to not test free agency so early in your career. That's my only guess, unless there's something weird going on behind the scenes. But I don't, I don't, I don't know what that could be. I don't know why White is so and has been so reluctant to book Sterling. Now Sterling seems still seems confident that he's going to get this fight. And here's what he said to MMA Junkie Radio recently: "I'm the next guy in line. I understand what." White is saying, if you don't want to fight COVID and the whole thing, don't fight. You don't want to risk it, whatever. For me, I defeated COVID like 10 times already, so I'm ready to fight. Just getting in shape, and hopefully it's going to be in December 1st or 2nd week. It's the right fight to make, and I think the people want it. There's a lot of hype behind this one, and I can't wait to steal that thunder. And he finished with, I think there's still a respect factor there between him and Jan. And I think he knows I'm a dangerous opponent. Otherwise, he wouldn't be in Dagestan wrestling right now. It's going to be a very interesting night. I want to see if he can make up for that gap in the wrestling and grappling department in a couple of short months. So I think he's taking me serious. I'm taking him serious. And I can't wait for the opportunity. And I think this is, I think Sterling is on the, on the ball there. He, this is the fight to make. He will be a good fight, on, at least on paper for Jan. And he's been waiting for this t- title shot for a long time. And with White not not booking this, I still I think that Saturday is going to be the difference maker. If Marias wins, 
I think he's going to um, jump. Well, he won't be jumping Sterling, but he'll be jumping line, so to speak, uh, with Sterling. Because if Marias beats Sandhagen, the excuse for giving the title, and excuse again, probably the wrong word, the reason for giving the title shot to to Marias will be that he knocked out Sterling brutally. And he did. That was a nasty knockout. Perfect timing. Terrible, terrible knockout for for Sterling. But Marias just had a title fight recently and he lost. Now he was winning that fight until Henry Cejudo made adjustments, but he did lose. Now if Sandhagen wins, I think Sterling gets that because Sterling recently submitted Sandhagen. And so I think this all hinges on Marias's performance. If he wins dominantly, if he finishes Sandhagen early, I think he gets that shot. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. But I think it's got a built-in uh, reason for White to give it to Marias. If it goes five rounds and Marias fades and ekes out a decision, well, then the then White has a decision to uh, decision to make. Does he give it to Sterling, or does he give it to Marias? I think in that case, you you go with Sterling. I don't think Sandhagen is going to get it unless he starches Marias early because of that because of that loss to Sterling, and I don't think Marias gets it with a close win or a or a. You know, if he fades, because that's bad news. So Sterling's title shot, I think, hinges on Marias not winning or Marias not winning in a dominant fashion. And like I said, I don't like this. I don't agree with it. And I really wish I could tell what the reason for White's hesitancy to book Sterling, but I just can't. And and the only thing I can come up with is that that free agency. That's the only thing I can think of. Is White petty enough to do that? Yeah. Yeah, he is. It's petty. It sends a message to Sterling, but it also sends a message to every other fighter who is young and on the come up and winning. Don't consider free agency. That's the message. And if Sterling has to pay the price to get that message delivered, that, that's not going to bother Dana White one bit. Not one bit. So I don't like this, like I said, but it's not out of the uh, realm of possibilities. And so this makes me think, what are Sterling's options? What are what are Aljamain Sterling's options if, if he gets the shaft? One would be to request his release and go fight in Bellator or, an, or another promotion that's going to pay him and become a, a prize fighter more than a UFC title fighter. Because the once if Marias jumps it and then Sterling's got to take another fight and then things start moving again, he might be out of the picture just because of the the movement of the uh of the division. And the message is there, you're not gonna get a title fight unless you beat everyone and beat them dominantly. So maybe an option is say, hey you obviously don't want me to fight for the title. Release me so I can go somewhere else and, and make some more money. That's a definite possibility. Another possibility, which probably will not be explored because of what it would entail, is Sterling trying to 
lead the fighters in an association of some sort. I don't think that'll happen. But someone's got to step up to do this. Sooner or later, someone has to step up and become the UFC's Kurt Flood. Will it cost them like it cost Kurt Flood? Definitely. There's no doubt in my mind that the person who steps up is done in, in at least the UFC. So it has to be someone who is comfortable in sacrificing their position and their job in the UFC and also someone who doesn't really care about being being in the line of fire of Dana White and the UFC. Is that person Aljamain Sterling? If he gets mad enough, maybe, maybe. But again, I don't I don't think that's going to happen here either. So, and then the third option is just say, oh well, and hope by some chance you do get a title shot. And the way the UFC works, and the way it deals with its independent contractors, number three is probably the most likely scenario, which I'm, I don't like saying, but that's what I see. So, Aljamain Sterling has... If if, Melvin, if Marlon Marias wins on Saturday, Aljamain Sterling has uh, has some thinking to do, I think. And then we'll uh, we'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting day Saturday. So we know the the bantamweight division is a, in a state of flux, and another division that's in a state of flux is the welterweight division. Yesterday it was announced that the December matchup between champion Kamaru Usman was off. And between Kamara Usman and Gilbert Burns was off. And so now Leon Edwards, who had previously lobbied for fights against Jorge Masvidal and Colby Covington and did not get either of those fights and then turned down a fight against Stephen Thompson, now he's asking for a matchup with Burns. And Burns kind of blew that off on, on social media told him that he should fight Thompson. So the situation is, does does Burns sit out and wait to fight Usman when Usman's ready to return? And the answer is probably dependent on a couple things. One is Burns' financial situation, if he can afford to sit out that long. And two is, is he comfortable rolling the dice and possibly missing out on a title shot because we know if you roll the dice and lose you gotta especially in a, a division that's pretty stacked you have a long road back to a title shot and we also know that if you lose and and, and head back to the the drop down the rankings now you lost your your paycheck that you had lined up to take to to take the title fight so if burns has enough money now or knows that he will make enough money in the title fight then it's probably wise for him to wait because you never know what can happen that's not going to sit well with edwards because we know edwards at one time was offered a title fight but had it turned it down because of uh, he could not get out of england and he could not train properly for the fight because of COVID-19, so he was forced to turn it down. He did not want to, but he had to because of restrictions and also lack of proper training. 
And so now he's in a bind again because the UFC, it looks like it wants to book Masvidal and Covington. And if it does that, the best fight, and the best fight Edwards can probably hope for is the Stephen Thompson fight. So if he doesn't want to fight Thompson, then he's going to be out of, out of work for quite a while. And the longer he holds out, I think, the longer, the less his chances are of getting a title fight because he's already kind of the forgotten man. If he holds out and the division starts moving around, whoever wins the Mass Fidel Covington fight could jump in there. Thompson could fight somebody else, and then the winner of that fight could could jump up the rankings. You have a lot of scenarios that could play out, and the longer, the longer Leon Edwards sits and waits, the more distant the memory of his long winning streak becomes, and he ends up never getting his title shot costing himself a lot of money by sitting out so long and then has to work his way back up. And who knows who he's going to get matched up against then. And who knows how far he falls down the rankings. And who knows if Dana White gives him the, the Nate Diaz treatment where they pull you from the rankings from for inactivity and then paints him in a bad light by telling everyone, well, Leon Edward, Edwards... When he wants to fight, he'll call us. These are all possibilities for Leon Edwards, and none of them, none of them work out for him. The only thing that works out for him right now, I think, is if Burns wants to wants to fight instead of waiting for Usman, and I don't think that's going to happen, or if he accepts the Stephen Thompson fight, which he doesn't want. He's in a bad spot. He's in a bad spot, and. There's nothing he can do. Those are his, those are his two options. He he wanted to fight Masvidal and Covington. I think they're gonna fight. I think those two guys are gonna fight. I don't think that's a a wise fight to make. I think Masvidal should fight Diaz because that's the money maker for both of them, and it's easily promotable. The Covington fight probably easy easily promotable, but just because of Covington's kind of. Uh, uh, rotten person so he'll he'll promote it in his heel way and maybe say something stupid again who knows but yeah leon edwards is in a bad spot and i don't think it's going to get any better unless he fights stephen thompson or for some reason gilbert burns decides that he's going to fight and i don't think he's gonna i think he's gonna wait for usman and get that guaranteed title shot so, Leon Edwards, like, like Sterling, he has some thinking to do. But unlike Sterling, he has to start thinking right now. And I, I, think, he, I, think, I think he has to fight. I, don't, I think he should be fighting Burns or should be fighting for the title. But I just don't think that's going to happen. So, fight Thompson and if you win that, take it from there. But the longer he sits out, the worse it's going to be. So UFC President Dana White said to Habib Nurmagomedov that if he beats Justin Gaethje at UFC 254, he has something exciting planned for him. And Nurmagomedov said that he didn't want to hear about it until after that fight because he didn't want to 
lose his focus on fighting Gaethje. And admirable and probably the correct answer. And then shortly after White said that, he said he would not be opposed to booking the Nurmagomedov and Tony Ferguson fight for a sixth time. The first five fell apart. And this is what he told Sports Illustrated. If Habib beats Gaethje, you get Tony Ferguson another fight, which we're working on right now. And hopefully that fight with Habib happens because I know people want to see it. I don't think I've ever seen a fight fall apart as many times as those two. It almost scares me to make that the fight again. What's going to happen? An asteroid comes to Earth? That's the level of bad this thing is. And I agree. I mean, this thing, I mean, everybody wants to see that fight and has wanted to see that fight. Even with Ferguson losing to Gaethje, people still want to see that fight. It's going to be a good fight. Going to be a good fight. So, would I like to see it? Yeah. But if this is the exciting thing White has planned, that's not very exciting. You've already tried to make this six five times. A sixth isn't going to excite people all that much. They've been, you know, they've been fooled, quote unquote, fooled enough. And I don't, I think, yeah, I think people want to see it and will wait to see it. But I think during the whole time that the fight's booked, no one's going to get into it until the, uh, the cage door closes. Because five times... Five times it's fallen through. And the only other thing I can think of that's exciting and in the realm of possibility is the goddamn Conor McGregor fight. And that's not exciting either. Because Nurmagomedov, or his manager, has made it clear that they're not interested in that fight. And they shouldn't be. Because Nurmagomedov ran over him. Just ran over him. But White's been pushing that fight for so long, the rematch, because Conor wants it. Well... Nurmagomedov obviously doesn't want it. So if your exciting thing is offering a guy a fight he clearly has no interest in, that might be exciting to you, but he's going to turn it down. Now, could it be the St. Pierre fight? Maybe, maybe. And we know that's the fight that Habib really wants and then he wants to retire on. And we know that's the fight that Habib's father wanted. So maybe that's the fight that gets made. But the amount of money the UFC is going to have to pay George St. Pierre and the amount of time he's going to need to prepare and what weight's it going to be at, these are all factors that the UFC is going to have to weigh if it's going to make that fight happen. And the big one they're going to weigh is the money. No matter how much money that, that fight could potentially make, the sticking point with the UFC will be how much they're paying the fighters. They, don't, they just don't want to pay the fighters what they're worth. Even someone like Habib, they don't want to pay what he's worth. So I, I really don't know what, what White could be saying there, but I have no real faith that it is actually exciting. But we'll see. We'll see. To book the ferguson Nurmagomedov fight a sixth time... When Habib's getting ready to uh, close out his career, I don't know. I don't know if you do that. Just because of fi the five times it fell out before. If, the, if this guy's getting ready to hang it up, you want a fight that is going to make it to the octagon on fight night. 
and that hasn't happened yet with Ferguson, so I wouldn't put any money on it happening a sixth time. But we shall see. Interesting times for Nurmagomedov, and hopefully his idea of exciting and fun matches Nurmagomedov's. White's matches Nurmagomedov's, and that's all counting on Nurmagomedov beating Gaethje, which I think he will, but I think people are really underestimating Gaethje because of the, the wrestling and the power. Hamza Chemaev has been having a hard time finding an opponent. And perhaps he's shooting a little too high by wanting a ranked opponent. And I think when these fighters turn that down, there's a reason for that turn that fight down because it gets, they gain nothing by it. Yeah, maybe they can say if they win, they're the guy that beat the young guy that the UFC was so high on. But it's not going to move him up the rankings. It's not going to earn him a title shot. It'll earn him a payday. And like I said, they'll be the guy that beat Chmaev. So there's no real upside for someone like Stephen Thompson or Leon Edwards to take that fight. However, Alex Oliveira, he wants that fight. And Oliveira has been in and out of the uh, the rankings for the past few years. He ended a three-fight losing skid in 2019, and he's won his past two fights. Um, so, and he's been with the UFC since 2015. He's a recognizable name. He will pro- provide an entertaining fight at the very least. You know he's not going to back away. And a win over Oliveira is, is, would be good for Chemaev, and a win over Chemaev would be good for Oliveira. So it would be a, a an interesting fight to make, and I don't see any reason not to make it. Other than, would it be a main event worthy fight? I don't know. I know the UFC has been talking about. Well, White had said that Chimaev's next fight is going to be a main event. You put that on ESPN Plus. Yeah, that's a main ESPN Plus main event. You book some other stuff underneath it that's interesting. But if you want to make Chimaev the uh, the draw and you think he is the draw, well, then it shouldn't really matter who he fights. Uh, And if no one in the top 15 wants to fight him, because again, it doesn't really make sense for any of them to fight him, well, then you book it with with Cowboy Oliveira. Why not? I'll watch it. So I think this, um, from the MMA Junkie story about this, that the ball is now in the UFC's court on this. Um, he said that he would take the fight. Told MMA Junkie, I'll take the fight no one else wants. I'm ready for a fight at welterweight right now. I see you picking and choosing opponents. I'm right here. And then his manager said that they had contacted the UFC about the potential matchup. And they too want to see if Chimaev is the real deal. Would that fight say he's the real deal? It would say it more than his previous UFC fights. Yeah. Will it get him in the rankings? I mean, if he knocks him out in less than 20 seconds, maybe. But other than that, probably not. He, but he's, but now he would have a name that's been with the UFC for a long while, has fought some tough guys, has some nice wins on his record, and it's the next step up. So I think it should be booked. Um, they already tried to get top 15 opponents, can't do it. So now you go to the next tier, and Oliveira is probably in that tier. Book it. Nothing nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. The fighters will get paid. 
if Chimaev wins, he takes the next step. If he loses, and you reset and go from there. Won't be a soul-crushing loss to lose to Charles Oliveira. It, it won't ruin a career, but it'll you know point out some things if he does lose to him, and there's some things to work on before he does fight somebody in the top 15. So I like this fight. It makes sense, and I hope that it gets made. And with that, I'm going to call it a night. I'll be back tomorrow, and until then, everyone stay safe. Thank you.